education, news, and research. These are the conversations happening inside education, athletic training, sports science, and sport management that are going to transform each. It's Education Eclipse from Washington State University. I'm sitting down on Education Eclipse with Candace Chappelle, who has been studying the critical components of a successful online development mathematics course. Candace has been working to create an online version of a remedial math course, and she will take us through what this course is and why it's important. First, let's have Candace introduce herself. My name is Candace Chappelle. I am a first year PhD student in the College of Ed in the Department of Teaching Learning. And I'm involved in Math 100 based on what I was doing with my master's project of developing the online version of Math 100. For the future, I hope to, as a PhD student in math education in the College of Ed, I'm hoping to look more closely at particular Math 100, the Math 100 population, but really looking at those student-teacher interactions and hopefully kind of seeing what that relationship looks like to even have more insight on what goes on in a remedial mathematics classroom and what really can add to those critical components of helping these students really pass this course. You want to go ahead and, and talk about the Math 100 course and what it is and why it's important and how you got into that research. Basically what we did is we kind of took, I guess, two phases. So the second phase is the one I'm dealing with, but basically what we did is we saw that the students were coming to this university and not being quite prepared to be in college level math. We already had one remedial course, so then we added Math 100 because we realized they needed some of the fundamental elements that middle school math and high school math brought forward. So we made that, and then we also realized that as we were expanding and we were becoming, as a university, a global campus as well, that many of the online students were not being exposed to those same opportunities. So we decided in turn to add this course so that they would have the same opportunities as the students that are on this Pullman campus. Why is it important? Like what kind of things are covered in it and how can it impact students? So Math 100 is the lowest course that we offer at this university and it basically kind of prefaces all the things that they learned and kind of re-kind of connects them to the things that they learn in middle school and high school so that they're ready for college level math. As many students, if not most students, have to take at least one math course while they're here regardless of their major, we realized it was fundamental for them to have access to that because a lot of times coming from high school, they might not have taken math for a couple years. So Math 100 covers everything from arithmetic all the way to looking at algebra and kind of inequalities um, and everything kind of in between to basically address some specific things that students tend to struggle with so that when they take that college level course, they have the fundamentals. If you take Math 100, that doesn't count as the prerequisite then for your majors. It, it gets you to the point where you can take those prerequisites. Is that correct? Yes, it does. So unfortunately, Math 100 and the course above that Math 103, they do not count for your degree, but they are able to get you in the mindset of what you're going to need in order to take and be successful at that college level math course. The program's been around for a few years now, and with students taking Math 100 and, and 103, have you guys been able to see a direct correlation to their success in later math courses? Definitely. Without this course, it was just students were struggling and they would 
have to take their college level courses over and over again because it, something wasn't clicking. And we realized it was the fundamentals that they were missing some of the things prefacing the topics in that course. So we said, why not make them have a course here that we can offer instead of having them have to go to a community college or somewhere else in order to get that course and then come here with that. So they have an opportunity here to start right away as a freshman and just get those courses in. And then when they take their college level math course, they're ready. It probably helps them feel more confident in their courses too, where they're not failing classes necessarily, right? It does. Unfortunately, remedial courses have kind of a bad rap. So basically, the research that I've looked at with just general remedial mathematics courses is not a lot of students prevail and have good outcomes in those courses, and that's nationwide. I think from a couple studies I've looked at, especially like the national average of kind of completion is like 33% for a remedial course. So that's one out of every three students get to take a college level course, so they make it through. So the rest of the 66% aren't making it. So we're kind of against some crazy odds with this. But what we've noticed, especially once the students are in the course and when they actually take the course and they do fine, they compare with their peers just fine. So it's like they never took the course, they're ready to go. So we're hoping that people take this course in order to kind of gear up, get ready to take it. And once they take their college level course, they're ready and they're in the mindset kind of of a mathematician. What's your background with the course? So my background with the course, I did develop the online version of this course. And whilst developing the online version, I was doing a lot with the face-to-face version because I didn't really have anything to go off of. So I wanted to learn as much as I could about the student being in a face-to-face course so that I could give them what they needed in an online course. The online courses in general are kind of more removed, like, you know, they don't really see the professor a lot. There's different challenges that you had. And when I did this project, unfortunately, we didn't have AMS. That wasn't a big thing at Wazoo. So we were doing things with Blackboard and videos, and it wasn't quite as interactive, but I made it as interactive as I could. I put as many videos and kind of different ways to look at the math instead of just, you know, pen and book, like ways to listen to it, ways to think about it, um, and me giving some lectures to kind of help students really understand the mathematics and make it fun. Now, as you've been developing it and as you've been researching and everything, then why is it that students aren't prepared for college level mathematics? Or why do you think they're not prepared? I think that is, it's a big question. And there's, I don't think there's one variable we can point to to say they didn't go to the right school or they only took three years of math versus four. I don't think there's one pinpoint area. But one thing I do notice that students have, and this is my theory or my claim, but I think that students, especially in these courses that kind of aren't prepared for college math, is they had a bad math experience between now and coming here and it's still with them somehow. So maybe a teacher in second grade made them go up to the board and they didn't know their times tables and they were humiliated. And something about that has given them this kind of psychological trauma around math, even though it was that teacher versus the math, but it carries with them. So then they come here, they haven't addressed that kind of trauma And now they're like, oh, goodness, I have to do math. And it's still that anxiety, I think, is there. That is my claim. I haven't proven it. I don't know for my dissertation if I'm going to even work on that to prove it. But I think that's one thing that I'm seeing is that there's kind of a chip on their shoulder that they're coming here with. And a lot of things that I tried to do with that 
online course is really kind of talk about their kind of math identity and their motivation and you know why they're doing this why it's important and how it kind of fits into what they're going to do in the future so even if they're not going to be mathematicians learning how to problem solve is essential for any job so I tried to fit in those kind of real world ideas of why math is important even if they're not going to particularly look at the content when they're in their career path. So I started on this project like the second semester this program started when they started running the face-to-face Math 100 course. And I remember I talked to the chair of the department. He was like, you know, we really want the online version. We're starting to move into more of a kind of virtual piece or aspect of teaching that we want to include, you know, can you do this? And I was like, of course, I'd love to do this. It's challenging. I've never taught this level. I've never taught this subject. I'd love a challenge. So I got into it there. And then once I realized, the funny thing is when I started looking into it and I started observing classes, I realized that the mathematics was almost secondary to the psychological aspects of what's go- what are going on with the classroom and with these students. And I realized that before we can address the math of how to add fractions or content-specific things, we need to talk about this chip on their shoulder. Or we need to talk about, you know, kind of what they're doing here and how this can be useful. So I kind of took the motivational spin on it and taking that opportunity with these students, especially seeing the need for it, to really incorporate kind of self-assessment and giving them kind of a platform so that when they take another class, they're slightly less confused about what they need to do, confused about how to approach things, and confused about problem solving, because now they're slightly better because we've worked through problem solving for a whole semester. So I'm hoping that from looking and kind of developing kind of study skills and time management skills that that translates to their next remedial class, which translates to their college level course. So students are walking into these courses confident, ready to go, and can do it to get the class that they need in order to graduate. I think that leads into my next question a little bit too, is kind of what considerations do professors and instructors have to take into account when they're, they're leading Math 100 and Math 103? Like I said, there are many different variables that are going on, but some variables that I found, because along with learning how to develop this online course, I was teaching the face-to-face course to get a really good understanding about how to teach it, and I actually had very good results. I had like 86% of my students got through, and then at one point, 100% of the students got through. Granted, it's not generalizable to all universities, but compared to that national average of 33%, that's fantastic. So the aspects that I've kind of had to digest and figure out what I was doing, one of them is teachers really have to care and show that they care for the individual. And it's hard because teachers have different time constraints and different things that they have to do, but really kind of acknowledging the student by name. Things I did when the student didn't show up to class, I would email them and like just ask if everything was okay, let them know that I noticed that they were gone. I think a lot of times, especially in a research one institution, sometimes that connection with the teacher is lost a little bit. And I know we're all busy, we're all working hard, but I think sometimes, and I think one of the pieces that really got my students through is I made sure that connection was there. And I made sure that they had that paved road so if they were struggling, they felt like they could contact me, and they did. Versus I feel like when that is severed, it really creates a situation where the student doesn't 
maybe feel welcome or feel like they belong, and then maybe they don't pass the course. And one of the important elements with these students is that when they do not pass these remedial courses, they basically do not complete their degree at the university. So passing, not passing this course, really, they're done. So if they don't pass, they're done, which is, I think, vital, which is why I put critical components, because I said one of the critical components is that connection. Because when students don't have it, they feel like they don't belong, they've failed the course, they don't feel well, because they're like, oh my gosh, I passed History 305, but I failed my remedial math course. It's another chip on the shoulder. And now they're not graduating, they're no longer a Coug, and it really does something to them. So I'm trying to get them, especially with this vulnerable population, I'm really trying to emphasize that teachers need to take more time and consideration to how they're teaching, how they're involving the class, how they're having a sense of belonging in the classroom, because especially with this vulnerable population, it's detrimental to their future if they do not pass this course. And I've seen some sections here where we've had a 33% pass rate, and I've seen some where they've been up to everybody. So I, I know that it can happen. I know that we can get these students through, and I know it's possible. But a big element, I think, is really nurturing that relationship. So I gave some suggestions how to do that, but really connecting with the students or even just acknowledging that math is challenging sometimes, even for me as a mathematician, just saying, you know, showing them I make mistakes, showing them it's okay to just be confused, but it's really about how we're asking these questions and what we're really trying to do and kind of focusing more on the problem solving aspect of math versus memorizing content, really saying, okay, this is what real world mathematicians do. They're given a situation, they're given a set of constraints or limitations, and they try to find the best solution they can possible with everything that they're trying to tend to. And that's really what kind of life is, is you're thrown something, it's not an ideal situation, but you're like, okay, well, this is the solution I'm gonna do. And that's really what I'm trying to foster with these students. And so it, it sounds like one thing that you've come to realize then is that relationships in, in academic settings aren't just important at the, the elementary, middle school, and high school level, but they need to continue into higher education, into college. I agree wholeheartedly. Like, it's funny when I think back to like elementary or K through 12, I'm just like, you know, why did we lose kind of all these kind of important aspects? Like, I loved getting notes on my paper, whether they were, you know, positive or negative, of how I could improve, or I got 100% or stickers or just kind of that encouragement. I feel like that piece is a little lost when we get to college and we're adults, but I'm like, adults need encouragement too, especially this population where they're walking around and they're they're sad, they're traumatized, they, you know, they're not feeling good about math already, they have high anxiety, and then we throw them into college where that's a whole new can of worms, and now on top of it, they're trying to be an adult, they're trying to manage, and then on top of that, they're in a really low course where they're like, how do I explain this to my family? How do I figure this out? You know, this adds an extra semester or something. So I'm like, if this adds an extra semester maybe to their time here, let's make it worth their while. Let's make it a class where they're like, wow, that helps me academically, that helps me personally, and that, that really helped me foster overall and be a great coog. So overall then, how is this course structured and how is it different from college level mathematics? This course is different because it caters more to the individual and their strengths and weaknesses. So at the beginning of the course, students kind of take an assessment, we get a sense of where they are, and there are 10 modules that they have to pass in order to pass the course. If they pass the modules initially, then we're like, okay, you just do the homework and you don't have to test out of that, you're good. Because they've, since 
they've since shown us that they know the materials. But it's much more personalized because you could be working with a student in the class who is maybe struggling on module five while another student might be struggling on module four. And it's so interesting because there is a sense of pace in the course, but everything is much more individualized, which is why I also think it makes the instructor's job even harder because now instead of I need to kind of teach these 10 modules, I have, you know, 20 and now I think they've upped the course. I think they've upped the number of students that can be in a course. So I believe it's maybe 25 to 30. So now I have 30 different individuals that I'm trying to get to this final destination of passing the course. So that's like 30 different people I need to check in with every day. That's 30 different people that, so it does make it hard, but it's much more individualized than when you start getting into things like looking at business calc and everything. That's more kind of of a lecture base where they say, here are the materials. They speak to 70 students and they say, this is what it is. And here's when the test is versus here is much more personalized. It's much more kind of specialized to each of the students. And so students work through the modules at their own pace then? They do at their own pace, but we kind of have like a deadline because we don't want them to cram, right? That kind of defeats the purpose of the entire course. So we kind of have like a last deadline type thing. And we also do, one thing I did develop with this course is kind of a schedule. I developed a weekly schedule and even a daily schedule if they needed that to show how they would break up the different elements of looking at online stuff versus working in the book work versus when they're going to take their test so that they had a sense of, wow, even though we have 15 weeks, it's about a module a week I'm working on in order to get this done based on, you know, different holidays and everything. So just to give them a sense of kind of how that time management works, and maybe, you know, some students might not have good time management skills in these courses, and that might be also a reason why they haven't, you know, absorbed the knowledge from their K-12 K through teachings. So we try to show them, like, how they can pace it, how they can schedule it around other things in their courses, and we really are just kind of trying to help them So you've talked about relationships as one of the critical components for remedial instruction. What are some of the other critical components? That's a good question. Along with relationships, I think another piece is a sense of clarity in the classroom. So one of the things, another thing that I did in this class is we all have a syllabus, but I really kind of added much more to the syllabus. So it's kind of like a contract between the instructor and the student. So student expectations are in it and instructor expectations are in it. And then on top of that, because we all kind of know how syllabus week goes, where sometimes the syllabus is handed to the students, it's not really gone over, maybe it's gone over for a day and then nobody touches it until the class is over. And I think that's a problem because to me, it's a contract. It's where students can go when they're confused or they're not sure how this fits into the course. They can go and they can reference it and they can say, okay, these are the expectations. This is what the instructor is expecting of me and this is what I can expect of them. And I think that's an important dynamic, especially again, going back to the relationships that builds off of it is when you know what's expected of you. So a big piece of what I did is I added a syllabus quiz to the course. So what happens is during the first week, the students take that first initial exam, they're given the syllabus and the instructor goes over it. But on top of that, the following day, the students are tested on the syllabus. It's an open note, open syllabus, I guess, test, but they're required to get 100% on it. And this just helps with them knowing how to progress through the course, what the expectations are, when they need to do the online homework versus the written homework versus the test. So that kind of all those questions that come up 
during the semester where the professor says, look at the syllabus, look at the syllabus, they've kind of already been established. So that clarity is there. They know what to expect. They know one of the questions is um, when the professor's office hours are and where they're at. So that all of that information is just laid out in front of them. And it's re-emphasized with that exam to show that this is important. So I think that was another piece that I found kind of really helped my students is having that syllabus quiz, understanding the expectations and making them clear at the very start so that during the semester we can just build off of it. Okay, so we've got relationships and clarity is what it sounds like. Are there any other components you'd want to discuss? The final one, there's lots more, but the three, we have relationships, student-teacher interactions. So we have student-teacher interactions, clarity and kind of expectations, making those explicit. And then my third would be for teachers really to kind of have empathy with students. We realize we're all working very hard and just realizing the different context of teaching these students versus maybe calculus students. You know, these students might not have been successful in a math course yet. So understanding their different dynamics and approach to this course is important. So things like, I don't know, I'm terrible at knitting. That's one thing I'm just absolutely terrible at. I've I've tried, my mom's great at it, I'm just not really well at it. So when someone asks me to knit, I really don't kind of, I'm not eager to do that. But that's just something that I've kind of dealt with. So understanding that that's where these students are coming from. They have had kind of a bad experience or something's holding them back a little bit. And if you approach it like they've been successful, like they have all the tools, like they know how to budget their time for a math course and then get upset when they don't kind of fulfill that, that's a problem. So treating these students like maybe they don't quite know about test taking or like how to do this, or maybe they just have anxiety wrapped around this subject, but really empathizing and saying, okay, they're not feeling too confident about this. How can I, you know, help them with that? Or how can I maneuver this? Or how can I teach to that aspect, realizing that I need to kind of get through that and address that before we even start talking about uh, what a reciprocal is, which I think is very important. And then just overall, you know, being empathetic that students have lives outside of classrooms. I know it's really hard as an instructor to kind of say, this is my course, but realizing that even as instructors, we have two or three other courses too. So realizing that, you know, even when we're giving homework, are we going to give them something that's going to benefit them, that's helping them, or just understanding that along with our homework, they have two to three their classes worth of homework and realizing that they might slip up. This is their first time in college. This is their first time being away from their parents. Maybe this is their first time trying to figure out who they are and, you know, really figure out what they want in life. So, you know, they might slip up and just being there when they need to chat about it or helping them get back on that course, I think is important. Now, granted, that's not math content, but I think it's essential and critical to the development of these students as hopefully maybe not future mathematicians, but people that are capable of doing mathematics. So final question, what are you hoping for the future of these courses and how how the courses impact students? I'm hoping these courses are kind of like a branching off point to expectations and just kind of like a learning, a chance for students to learn kind of how to really think like a mathematician and really learn like what mathematicians do and how we think and how we manage our time and how we kind of problem solve. Like I said before, really learning about, okay, you know, if they learn study skills here are exposed to different study skills or how to read a math book or just understanding how to balance 
things um, with college and then the next class they have a little bit of knowledge there so then they can start to perfect these things and then the next class they can do that better that's what I'm hoping that this math 100 course is a really good branching off point to really helping students find their math identity figure out kind of how math fits into their lives and then what they can do in the future so as they get closer and closer to eventually taking their college level course it's not like oh it's another math course it's like ooh, I've been really good at you know understanding this and I can't wait to see what the content is for this next course because I've already been successful in this Math 100 course. I've been successful in this 103 course and now I'm taking 105 where, which is my college level math class and I feel really ready. So really just preparing students, kind of really just motivating them and encouraging them and letting them know that they can do this so that when they eventually take that college level course, they're ready. That's great. Well, Candace, we really thank you for being on Education Eclipse with us today, and we wish you the best in your continued research and efforts. You've been listening to Education Eclipse, a College of Education podcast from Washington State University. 